In this episode, you're going to learn when can you retire? Or in other words, when does your day job become optional? And you're going to learn how to get there faster using dividend stocks. Hi, my name is Kanwal Sarai, and welcome to the Simply Investing Dividend Podcast. In this episode, we're going to cover four topics. Number one, we're going to talk about your expenses. Number two, we're going to look at your investment income. Number three, we're then going to look at when is the point at which you can retire. And number four, we're going to look at how to get there faster using dividend stocks. Let's get started with step one, your expenses. So step one is to identify what are your expenses. This could be annual expenses, or you can divide it by 12 and do sort of monthly expenses. But what are your total household expenses? So you want to add up all of the expenses. In this example, we'll go per year. So for the entire year, this would include housing, food, transportation, health, education, vacation, and much more. Anything that if you were looking to buy a new car, a new home, all of your expenses, right? Anything that you're going to be spending money on as part of your household. So you want to figure out what that is. And then we want to put that up on a graph. And you can see that on the screen. The vertical axis is money and the horizontal axis is time. And generally, this is what it looks like for most people. When you start off and you're young, you don't have a lot of expenses. As you get older, you're going to have more and more expenses. And if you're getting married, you've got a partner, a spouse, you've got a family that's growing, what's going to happen over time is your expenses will continue to grow over time. So typically, this is what it's going to look like. You can see it on the screen. There's a graph and the black line is your expenses and it's going up. Step number two, we want to take a look at your investment income. So here you want to add up all of your investment income for the year. So this could include rental income, business income, could include interest from term deposits or bonds. And my favorite is dividend income. So we want to include that in there as well. And all of that is going to go on a graph. And it's the same graph. The Vertical axis is money, horizontal axis is time, and typically this is what it looks like, right? When you start off and you're young, you don't have a whole lot of investment income. And as you get older and you start making investments, whether in dividend stocks or in businesses or real estate, over time, as you get older, your investment income starts to grow. And if you're investing in dividend stocks, typically it's going to look like this as we see dividends uh, increase over time. And if you're reinvesting those dividends into other stocks that pay dividends, your investment income is going to start to grow over time. So now let's take a look at answering the question of when can you retire? So we're going to look at the same graph again. This is the investment income. So you see the green line starts off here and it continues to go up. 
what we're going to do here is we're going to superimpose on top of this your expenses. So here's what your expenses look like. That's the black line. Okay. And you can see up on the screen here where the expense line and the income line intersect, which is right there on the screen. That is the moment in time where you can then retire. You can quit your day job or your day job becomes optional because at this point, your investment income for the year is covering all of your living expenses for the year. So your lifestyle is not affected and you can maintain your lifestyle. Now, if you want to grow your lifestyle, then you have to grow your income or cut the expenses down. But where those lines intersect, and you can see it up on the screen, we've got the green line, which is your income. We've got the black line, which is your expenses. Where they intersect is the moment in time where you can retire from your day job. Now, can you get there faster? And the answer is yes. There's two things you need to do. You need to reduce your expenses and increase your investment income. Or you can do both, which will be even better and get you there a lot quicker. So when it comes to expenses, you want to cut down on your living expenses. So that could be your mortgage, your rent, your housing, transportation, food, all of your uh, living expenses. If you can reduce those a little bit, that's going to allow you to get to that crossover point where you can retire a lot quicker. And the number two is you want to reduce the fees that you're paying on your investments. So mutual funds, index funds, and ETFs. You want to either reduce those fees or eliminate those fees altogether. And this is where I see a lot of individuals, this is where people get stuck or they choose to ignore it. And the retirement, the crossover point is now in your 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. But if you can reduce those fees, if you can focus on this and grow your investment income, there's individuals who have reached that crossover point in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. So you don't have to wait till you're 65 or 75 to retire. You can do it sooner, but you have to plan ahead. Now, let's focus on the fees just for a moment here. Up on the screen here, we're going to take a, an example, let's say a $250,000 portfolio. If you've got a $500,000 portfolio, well, your fees are going to be proportionally higher if you're invested, like in this example, in a mutual fund. So in this example, we're taking a, an average fee of 2.2%. So that's the MER, the management expense ratio. So that's what the mutual fund is collecting from your portfolio every year. Whether they make money or not, they're going to deduct the 2.2%. So on a $250,000 investment, after 10 years, you're looking at over $100,000 lost to fees. After 20 years, you're looking at $429,000 lost to fees. After 30 years, $1.3 million. And after 40 years, $3.6 million. Now, I know the initial amount invested, the $250,000, is obviously going to grow right over time if it's in a even in just in a simple mutual fund an index fund it's going to grow over time but the amount that you're going to lose to fees is staggering and i would rather you keep that money for yourself rather than lose it to the fees so you can see the numbers are staggering like this is crazy now i know some of you are saying well i don't pay 2.2% fee i only pay a 1% fee so now you can see on the screen 
a 1% fee, what that costs you over time. Again, we're looking at a $250,000 investment, but now the fee is 1%. So after 10 years, you're looking at almost $50,000 lost of fees. After 20 years, you're looking at over $216,000 lost to fees. And after 30 years, over $700,000. And after 40 years, over $2 million lost to fees. This is a staggering amount. And again, I would rather you keep that money for yourself. Now, some of you are saying, well, I have an index fund or I have an ETF. My fees are really low. So now we take the fee and we put it to 0.5%, which seems really low. But again, the $250,000 investment, after 30 years, you're going to lose over $373,000 in fees. After 40 years, over $1.1 in fees. So again, a staggering amount. One last example, we're going to reduce the fee to 0.05%. That seems pretty good until you realize that after 30 years, you're going to spend almost $40,000 in fees. After 40 years, over $119,000 lost to fees. So again, I would rather you keep that money for yourself. That's going to help you to reduce your expenses and grow your investment income and get to that crossover point where you can retire sooner than later. And individuals who have been able to reduce or eliminate the amount they pay in fees have been able to retire 10, 15, 20 years sooner than everyone else. So now let's look at the second part of it, which is increasing your investment income. Because if you can do that, that is going to help you to retire faster. So let's take a look at how dividends can help you get there faster. I've been a dividend investor for over 23 years, and I've got a lot of experience in doing this myself. So I want to show you and share with you some of my knowledge and experience on how we can help, how we can use the dividends to help you retire faster. Again, so you don't have to wait till you're 65, 75, or 85. Maybe we can do that in your, even in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. But you have to start when you're young. So there's two things that you need to be successful with dividend investing is time and money. So the sooner you start, the younger you start, the better off you're going to be. You're going to be able to generate more income. And the more money you have, the more income you can generate because you can buy more shares, therefore, and then collect more dividends. So if you've got both time and money, even better. So let's see what that looks like when it comes to dividend stocks. So we're going to look at time and dividend increases. So let's start with dividend increases first. Let's look at the dividends first. So as you already know, a company, when it shares its profits with you, the shareholder, it's sending you dividends, which is cash, right? So dividends are a form of profits that you're receiving from the company. So if a company is paying a dividend of $1 per share and you own 1,000 shares, you'll receive $1,000 every year for as long as you own those shares and as long as the company continues to pay the dividend. Stock price can go up and down, doesn't matter. We've covered this in previous episodes, so you can go back and listen to those. Stock price can go up and down, doesn't matter. As long as you own the same number of shares, as long as the company is paying the dividend, 
that money gets electronically deposited into your trading account. And you can spend the dividends if you wish, or you can reinvest them. It's entirely up to you. Now, let's see what happens when a company increases the dividends, because that puts more money in your pocket. And that's what we want. We want to grow our investment income. So we're going to look at four real-life examples here. We're going to look at Pepsi, Johnson & Johnson, Colgate Palmolive, and Walmart. Let's take a look at how these companies have increased their dividends and how that can help you retire faster. So we're going to look at the four companies here. You can see them up on the screen. You can see that Pepsi has been paying a dividend since 1952. Johnson & Johnson since 1944. Colgate Palmolive since 1895. That's not a mistake. They've been paying dividends since 1895. Walmart, 1973. Now, even more important than these numbers are the ones right here on the screen. Consecutive years of dividend increases. So Pepsi has had 64 years of consecutively increasing its dividends. Johnson & Johnson, 60 years. Colgate-Palmolive, 50 years. Walmart, 49 years. Think about how many recessions we've had in the last 50 years. How many market crashes we've had in the last 50 years. But yet companies like these have continued to grow their dividend every single year. And that's consecutive years, so they haven't missed anything. Johnson & Johnson, 60 years of consecutively growing their dividend. And remember, I'm repeating myself again, but remember, every time a company increases the dividend, that's more money in your pocket. So now let's take a look at the dividends before and after for these four companies. So you can see in 1997, Pepsi's dividend was 49 cents a share. Today, it's $4.60 a share. Johnson & Johnson was $0.42 cents a share. Today, it's $4.52 a share. Colgate-Palmolive was $0.26 cents a share. Today, it's $1.88. Walmart was $0.10 cents a share. Today, it's $2.24 a share. So you can see how high the dividends have grown over time. Now, let's take a look at the share price. What about the share price from 1997 till today? Has the share price gone up or gone down? Let's take a look. Pepsi in 1997 was $29 a share. Today, the stock price is at $175. Johnson & Johnson was $25 a share. Today, it's at $174. Colgate-Palmolive was at $11 a share. Now, it's $78 a share. Walmart, $11.50 in 1997. Today, the share price is $145 a share. Okay, let's take a look at one last thing before we combine all of this together, right? We're going to look at the share price, appreciation, and dividends. But there's one more thing I want to talk about here, which is the dividend yield based on the purchase price. Because that's your dividend yield. The day you buy those shares, that is your purchase price. Stock price can go up and down after that, doesn't matter. But your purchase price has never changed. So the technical term here is dividend yield on cost, but I'm going to refer to it as dividend yield based on your purchase price. So here are the same four companies again, Pepsi, Johnson & Johnson, Colgate, and Walmart. You're seeing on the screen here the price 
the stock price in 1997. Okay, we already went through it before in the previous slide. So now it's there. And I also showed you what the dividends are today for these companies. And so when we figure out the dividend yield based on your purchase price, it's really simple. You take the dividend today, the current dividend, and divide it by your purchase price. So if you had bought Pepsi in 1997, the share price was $29.13. So the dividend today is $4.60. So we take the $4.60 dividend today, divided by your purchase price, which is $29.13. And you can see that your yield on cost is 15.8%. That is the return on your investment while you hold on to those shares. And Johnson & Johnson, again, if somebody bought the shares in 1997 and held on to those shares, their dividend yield based on the purchase price today would be 17.7%. Colgate-Palmolive would be 16.4%. And Walmart would be 19.5%. That is a significant amount. This return on your investment with just these four companies alone is way higher than what you would get in a checking account and a savings account, way higher than what you would get in a term deposit or in a bond. So this is what's going to help you to retire faster, right? We go back to our graph here, that crossover point where we have your expenses and your income. So if we can grow the investment income, and like you've seen, Pepsi, Shares bought in 1997 are today returning over 15%. Johnson & Johnson is now returning over 17%. Colgate-Palmolive over 16%. Walmart almost 20% return annually for anyone who bought the shares back in 1997. So that's going to help you to retire faster. But you have to plan ahead. You literally have to plan 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ahead and make those investment decisions today so that you can retire sooner than later. So now let's put all of this together. We're going to put the share price appreciation, which I've showed you before. We're going to add in the dividends that you would have received since 1997. And today you can see that Pepsi has returned for anyone who had bought the shares in 1997 over 660%. Johnson & Johnson over 770%. Colgate-Palmolive, 790% return, and Walmart, 1,420% return. Again, this is a staggering amount, and I'll hear sometimes from people saying, well, dividend stocks don't have that great returns. They only return 2 to 3%. They're not growth stocks. But take a look at these numbers on the screen. Over time... These companies have provided extraordinary returns. In addition to that, we just saw previously, the dividend yield based on the purchase price is also extraordinarily high. So combined with the share price appreciation and the dividends, this is going to help you to retire sooner than later. So how do we do this? We want to pick the right stocks. We want to stay invested for the long term. I showed you an example with those four companies starting in 1997.
but you could have started in 1990, 1980. The earlier, the better. And then we want to hold for the dividend increases. So then the question is, how do you know what are the right stocks? And the answer is quality, undervalued dividend stocks. And that's exactly what is our approach to investing. And that's what we teach and that's what we advocate is to invest in quality dividend stocks when they're priced low, when they're undervalued. Not when they're priced high, but when they're priced low. So how do you know when you're looking at a company if it's a quality stock and how do you know when it's priced low? So to help you with that, I've created what I call the 12 rules of simply investing. You can see them up on the screen here. For those of you on the audio version, I'm going to read out the 12 rules in uh, just a couple of minutes here. This is your checklist. Before you invest in any company, make sure it passes all of the 12 rules. Not just 11 out of the 12 or 8 out of the 12. has to pass all of the 12 rules. The rules are designed to minimize your risk and to maximize your returns. You want to keep your capital safe. We want to show you how to invest safely and reliably. So our dividend income is coming in consistently every year and growing every year. Our focus as dividend investors, and I've been doing this for over 23 years, our focus is on the dividend income and not on the stock price. Stock prices change all the time. We don't want to panic when prices go down. We don't want to get greedy when prices go up. So focus on the 12 rules. They're designed to keep your money, keep your risk low and your returns high. Okay, so that's your checklist. Want to make sure company passes all the rules. Rule number one, do you understand how the company is making money? If you don't, skip it. Move on to something else. Rule number two, 20 years from now, will people still need its product and services? Rule number three, does the company have a low cost competitive advantage? Rule number four, is it recession-proof? Rule number five, is it profitable? Rule number six, does it grow its dividend? Number seven, can it afford to pay the dividend? Right? We don't want to invest in companies that are going to cut the dividend, either reduce it or eliminate it. Rule number eight, is the debt less than 70%? Rule number nine, avoid companies with recent dividend cuts. Rule number 10, does it buy back its own shares? Rule number 11, is the stock priced low? Is it undervalued? So that's where we look at the P-E ratio. We look at the P-B ratio, the price to book ratio as well. And then we compare the current yield to the average yield. So rule number 11 is going to make sure that the company is priced low before we invest in it. And rule number 12, keep your emotions out of investing. So anyone who's interested, I've created the Simply Investing course. It covers all the 12 rules in detail with real-life examples. I also give you all the tools you need. There's a Google spreadsheet that comes with the course. And I show you step-by-step. Step. And there's no technical jargon here. It's plain English, easy to understand, easy to implement. And I show you how to apply the 12 rules to any stock anywhere in the world. So that way you can know what to invest in and what to avoid. For those of you that want to go a little faster, I've built the Simply Investing platform. The platform is a web application, a website that you can go to. It applies the 12 rules to over 6,000 companies in the uh, U.S. and in Canada every single day. 
So then you can see immediately the quality companies and the ones that are undervalued and then the ones that are overvalued. So you can ignore those and skip them for now. So the platform is going to save you uh, a lot of time as well. For those of you listening to this episode, there's a special coupon code I want to give you. It's going to save you 10% off of all of our products and services. So we've got the course, there's the platform, there's a personal assessment call that you can book with me. Um, so feel free to do that if you want to. Uh, the code is SAVE10, S-A-V-E-1-0, SAVE10. It'll give you 10% off all of our products and services. The course is a one-time fee. The platform is a subscription, so you can go month to month or year to year. The coupon code is going to apply every single month, every single year, as long as you remain a subscriber. So you'll continue to save 10% on an ongoing basis. Okay, so for more information, have a look at our website, simplyinvesting.com. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit the subscribe button. We have new episodes out every week. Hit the like button as well. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for watching.